All right, Lady Ada, what is this? Hey, everybody, and welcome to 7.30, Adafruit Show and Tell. It's me, Lady Ada, with me is Mr. Lady Ada. We're uh, broadcasting live from downtown Manhattan, where we manufacture all the cool electronic goodies that you know and love from Adafruit. But at this very moment, we're going to check in with people from around the world. What are they making? What are they crafting? What are they 3D printing? What kind of PPE are they putting together? We're going to find out. For a decade, over a decade, we've been doing the show and tell, and it's one of the things I think everyone knows. Um, everyone makes something, and this That's is something right. that brings us all together. So thanks for joining us every single week, and uh, we'll continue to do the show and tell. And we have people from our team, people from the community, people from around the world. And to kick it off this week, Sean. From the Digi-key. Yeah, Sean, you, you were doing a project, I think, this week. I saw it make the rounds. I think you're going to show that off tonight. What did you uh, do? What did no, you do? actually. No, is it something else? Uh, something, it might be something else. I'm, I'm not super sure what you were thinking of. Oh, dear. Now I'm now I'm curious. Yeah, it was a machine learning, uh, another machine oh, learning project. Yes, yeah, so, of course, of course. I'm continuing the machine learning. I did the, uh, the pumpkin one yeah. um, back in October. And so um, I taught a Hackaday workshop um, that has been recorded. It's up on their YouTube stream if you want to check it out. And so people joined and uh, I was showing people how to basically do that pumpkin project I had on... Um, what is it, in October when I showed that off mm -hmm. on this live stream. And so at CleoQC on Twitter, took that and started to kind of create this idea of like, can I shout at a robot? And I'm like, oh, that's a really cool idea. So I want to give them <laughs> all the credit for this idea. And I've got it working on an Arduino Nano 33 BLE Sense. And it's you can see all the false positives going here because I haven't cleaned up, cleaned up the data and uh, classifier yet. Yeah. Um, but the basic idea is, Forward, left, right, stop. That's pretty good, voice recognition. Yeah, it's, it's getting there, but you can see it like as I'm talking, it's yeah, picking yeah. up just random yeah. stuff. Um, so yeah, you'd have to like slide that threshold, obviously get more training data um, and whatnot to you know be able to shout at the robot to move across the room. That's, that's ultimately where this would go. I don't know if I'll take it much further than this, but I hope this gives some, um, some people ideas on what you can do with some of these. Um, so as, as a, a quick thing here, um, I think that getting this on the uh, Arduino, um, there will be a video, a full video how to do this coming out on DigiKey's YouTube soon. So that's what I've been working on. And this is just like, hey, I can get four classes working, which is yeah. exciting. That's I a lot. Stuck the two. Yeah. I remember when you got yes and no working, and that was a really big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, once you get, get the two. Yeah, when we get that working on um, one of our little, uh, microchip Atmel based ones, it was a big deal because like, wow, it's really here. It's really on microcontrollers. Like this idea can really happen. And yeah, it's a limited vocabulary, but you know, forward, back, left and right. Those were some of the things we're like, oh, this is really good for a robotics project. Right. Ability projects, you yeah. know, people don't need a full Alexa voice recognition thing. And there's like, there's these voice recognition ships, but it's like, they're either like super fixed or like really don't work very well. Like there's really nothing there's nothing between like a full on like internet connected Alexa and like the clapper, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, right, and that's that's yeah. kind of what I was thinking of. And also like all these demos are canned and it's like, how do you train your own word? Like I don't see yeah. much out there for that. So that's kind of what I was working on. Um, I mean, these were all canned anyway, but yeah. like you said, like um, another idea I had a while back was like, you know, the idea of an emergency stop button, like maybe a secondary version of that. Like you yell stop at a machine and it legitimately stops. Um, I, like I would still have the big red button on there, but that could yeah. be a potential yeah. industrial use. 
the, the future is cyborg safe words. Thank you. <laughs> I will comment no more on that. Yeah. All right, cool. We'll keep coming back and um, as you uh, wrap up that project, come back and then if folks want to see the video that you just did, it's on the Hackaday YouTube channel. Yes, yeah, that's the full workshop. It's like two or two and a half hours, three hours long. I think it's like yeah, two hours. Cool. All right. Yeah, thanks thank for you. having me. Yay! Okay, come by. You're always fun to hang out here, so come come by more often. Thanks. We'll do. All uh, right. Okay. I was gonna go to Trevor, but Trevor dropped, so I'm gonna go to Noam Pedro. Okay. Noam Pedro. Hey, hey, folks. This week we got our mag tag, and we thought we'd make uh, two different things. We got a snap fit case um, that doesn't look 3D printed, and a stand that is 3D printed. Um, so let me talk about the uh, the, the snap fit case. Um, I like mixing stuff with 3D printing. So this is uh, vinyl. It was cut on our vinyl cutter, and I just put it on the the surface of the print, so it doesn't look 3D printed. Um, so that's cool. And then I got all the little kind of things that you would expect. So where's my camera? <laughs> Uh, the the little hole for the USB port, and then uh, the reset and the boot buttons are right here, and they're they're printed and they're built into the cover, and they have these little reliefs so that you can actually press them. Mm. And then in the back, of course, you could 3D print the back cover, but I figured I'd mill it out of this lovely piece of pink acrylic, and I also etched, etched out the CircuitPython logo in there. We got a mix of the uh, the magnetic feet on the bottom, so that kind of props it up, and then I have these little thumb screws because why not? Uh, let's see, what else did I add? Oh, I added a little cutout for the on-off switch. That's cool. And did I, is it on? I don't even know if it's on. I'm bad you don't need the uh, on-off switch. Well, you can look for the green LED glowing. Yeah, I don't think it's on. Okay. It's a cool thing about EMS. Yeah, no. yeah that's a, you can't tell it's yeah, on or not. You can't tell. Yeah, there it is. You can't with acrylic that's see-through. Ah. So uh, let's see. So the, the on-off switch, you can have access to that, right? Uh, I wanted to get this effect, right? So this is the LEDs. It's all nice and lit, and you kind of get that, Ooh, cool that thing is nice. where it looks edge lit. It looks really nice. Uh, so that's cool. The files are up now. We did a simple little learn guide, um, so folks can put that together. Not much to say about this one other than uh, I have two screws back there, and there's a little mm -hmm. hole here if you want to yeah, uh, connect like to this the for it. You had this yeah. for the, the feather wing, and so this is kind of a re remake. I like it, though. Sweet. So hopefully, folks, if you want to get your uh, your thing uh, printed up and propped up on your desk, you have two options. And of course, we have a 3D model of the mag, ta uh, mag tag as well, so folks can create a new one. So that's cool. Awesome. Okay, Rena, we'll be playing uh, your speed up video, and then you also did an Adafruit IO yeah, yeah. new feature refresh video. We'll be playing that during Ask an Engineer Night. Yeah, and one thing before we forget, uh, a couple weeks ago we were celebrating with 300 episode of Three Hangouts. Yeah. They were at the uh, Celebrating 301 guides. Yeah. So. Okay. Wow, that's a theme. So, all right. So 300 is the theme. 300. Yeah. That's fine. We'll try to get up to Lamar. I think you're at almost 400 or something like that. Yeah. Oh, uh, but I've been doing this for a lot. so long. I mean. Yeah, you know, that's why. What's really nice is actually now I have people help me write the guide, so it's like I'm not. I don't have yeah. to write the guide anymore. I haven't written a guide in like months, which is I only do the ones that are really weird usually. But, nice uh, ones. <laughs> yeah, all y'all, all y'all, let you let you have the glory. You overtake me easily. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter how many guides we have. Just the fact that we publish almost every day. It's certainly every yes. week, and I think that's oh, the yeah. thing we always get asked um, from the community is like, "Oh, I want to start a company or I want to do something." It's like just publish something every week, and you'd be surprised that that that's the biggest barrier. It's like oh, I can't do that. It's like, well, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got to start. Just do something consistently every week. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Thanks. Thanks so Thanks, much. Guys.
Thank All right, you. next up, JP. JP, what you got going on this week? Hey, I've got this going on. This is a little MagTag project that I'm working on. And I also uh, printed this nice stand that the Rees brothers just did. So thank you for that. Really cool stand prints. Uh, That's a good quote. I plagiarize it all the time in like open source. Every time someone's like, I don't want anyone to use my code. It's like, well, it's kind of like a candle. You can light another candle. Does it diminish the original candle? So yeah. That's where, I, that's, where I stole, that's where I stole that from. That's good. Well, and oh, here it comes. It's, it's grabbing a new one. So that's the project. That's what I'm working on right now. I'll be showing more about this on my workshop show tomorrow at four o'clock Eastern time. Uh, this is using the built-in Wi-Fi on the MagTag to run up to the uh, Adafruit quote server and pull down a JSON file, parse the latest quote, throw it up on the screen. And um, this is really cool. We're able to do a bitmap uh, background image with text layered on top of it. So I just uh, created this little grayscale. We have the four grayscale uh, colors to work with. So I made this little grayscale scrolly quote background to go behind our quotes there. And I've been nudging around text and working out some of the uh, the geometry of things so that it all fit really nicely. Um, and, I, and I think this will make a nice quote board. Um, and I'll also be showing, I think I'm going to work on uh, an alternate version that'll be slightly weirder and more adult because it's going to grab off of the uh, Reddit R shower thoughts thread. So brace yourselves for that. Uh, but we'll have maybe a different background that, that matches more that. Folk aesthetic. Wisdom than, What's than, that? It's more folksy wisdom than uh, this highbrow wisdom that you're exactly. getting. Yeah. Of It'll be the, the wisdom of the people. Um, so that's what I'm working on. And um, if you want to come by tomorrow and, and check that out, I'll show the code that it's very simple. It's using MagTag, uh, a lot of built-in MagTag libraries to go and grab the code. We'll also look at the JSON files and all that good stuff. I'll show off the graphics. Um, so that's what I'm working on. Okay. If you, um, we can have a race to see who gets this first. So for the shower thoughts one, I was going to put it in the shower in a Ziploc bag because it, it, it is waterproof and like you can see the shower thoughts in the shower. I was just going to like film showers, thoughts and shower and then post I'll race you because as soon as I get off, I can go do it and you still oh, have, man, to that's not fair. I have to do a show. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's fine. I'll be tweeting for my shower in about 20 minutes. Goodbye. But, um, it's, I think it's a neat idea cause you know, it's, it's, it'll only eventually these will just wake up when they need to get the information and you can put this in a sealed container and it'll last a really long time. So you could have shower thoughts in shower right there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because we've got like a little battery. We've got some space back there too to stick a little battery in. And uh, once it's it's doing its thing, once we get it to um, to be super power efficient with the sleep mode stuff, that'll be uh, pretty cool. And I'm actually kind of curious, Lamar, I know we've looked at some stuff that only updates the changing pixels on the e-ink. Uh, yeah. Is that something that we, we might see with Projects like yeah. this. So we haven't added partial e-ink support to CircuitPython. And I'm not sure if or when we might, but it doesn't change the amount of power used. So right. um, it's it just doesn't a visual change the amount of time either. It's just like a cool visual effect. Mm -hmm. um, so I, you know, in Arduino, I kind of have it working, but I don't know that will happen in CircuitPython. Right. It still takes a second to update. It doesn't right. make it any faster. It just, you only end up flashing one area. But it's a fun trick. It's a yeah. fun trick. So we'll see if it, if it comes up, but it, it wouldn't affect yeah. the power usage. Yeah, it's funny. I've been noticing uh, now that I'm looking at some of these e-ink projects and building graphics for it, I've been looking at how dang nice the Kindles are. My wife has a fairly new Kindle and even the like 
oh yeah screensaver image on it is so dense like the and the and the refreshes are i think partial refreshes on those so it, yeah you it, once you know what to look for you can actually see it does do you know the the lookup table flash but it's so fast that the human yeah. eye doesn't quite you don't register unless you know that you're looking for it because you're like i am an e-ink expert now right right but now i know e-ink kindle um which phil had or even the one before that believe me it was basically like this it wasn't like it wasn't that fancy. Yeah, we're all eating connoisseurs now. Yeah, like this is Gen, Gen <laughs> is, 5 is from, thing. from the wealthiest you know, company that is also, you know, they can lose money on the Kindle because they make money on selling books. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. All right, thank you, JP. Sure thank thing, you. yeah. See you tomorrow. Good thoughts. All right, next up, Scott. Hello. Who's got Scott? Uh, good. You know, we just hit a milestone with CircuitPython as well that we haven't uh, talked about. But uh, on GitHub, it shows how many closed pull requests you've had. And we just crossed 2,000. Whoa. So we've had 2,001, um, almost all merged. But a few of those were probably closed as well. So yeah, and that's a really good metric for um, like how much work we've actually done within CircuitPython because I think we started doing pull requests when Dan joined the team and he could do the reviews. So um, unlike commits where like, depending on how much work you're doing, like commit is not a really good gauge. Um, closed pull requests is actually a really good metric. So we just crossed 2000, which is exciting. And we have a uh, lot open, which is, and there's more open now than almost ever. I remember we used to have like two yeah. PRs open. Now we have like 20, 20 which, is, which is good. Yeah, 25, and I'm just about to open the 26th one. Um, yeah, lots of stuff. Uh, we try not to get them too backed up, but um, we'll, uh, we got some stuff we want to get in. It's just not a high priority. Yeah. Um, anyway, I wanted to show something. I, I don't want to take a ton of time, uh, but I've been working on the mag tag, and this is my clock, but on the bottom, what I have is like uh, hourly forecast. So the idea is that once a day, it updates, and like as the day goes on, the icons disappear. And there's also a light, uh, like a daytime mode and a, and a nighttime mode. So you can also see like how long I have until the sun goes down, um, which uh, obviously it's not plugged in to anything. That's why the time is wrong. Um, but yeah, it's uh, especially, you know, this next month before the solstice and the month after uh, up in these northern latitudes, it's important to get outside before the sun goes down. So that's a good idea uh, for an alert the clock that tells you like you have one and a half hours before yeah. on set. So go out and get your yeah. run and eat. Yep, exactly. So uh, I'm just using one API, the, the open weather API actually does all the time stuff as well, mm. which is really handy. Yeah. So I'm just doing one call. I get the time, the time zone sunrise sunset all of the hourly stuff all in one call uh, which is really nice and then i have debugging stuff because we're squashing some bugs that's right if you remember can you mail Anne about the 2000 pull request thing oh uh, yeah yeah, uh, yeah I'll, I'll <laughs> that's a good one for the right like, I've, i can't do that right now <laughs> we're, in the, yep. we're running a show okay that's a that's a big deal and congratulations, congratulations. everybody in the circuit python community that's yeah really it's, it's so good it means that there's like users contributors the healthy community yeah we're just accelerating yep it's really right. good yeah Thanks i so think much, the esp Scott. stuff the eink stuff very popular yeah thank you to everybody who's contributing all right all right let's go Scott. to brand brand what you got going on hey, this Brent. week hello i have a thing that i wasn't going to show but i got it working so i'm going to show it all right that's Whoa, the, that's the, the best the, that's the best of projects okay yeah so um a while ago, we looked at adding uh, matrix portal support to Microsoft has this thing called expressive pixels. And so Windows app 
and you can create your own animations and you can author on the application. And we did a PR for adding the matrix portal and you can see it in the upper left-hand corner here. Ooh. And it connects now. And it the support isn't fully into this application. So the 64 by 32 matrices aren't fully added, but this is going to work on 32 bit um, matrices. So like the matrix portal M4 and the ESP32. So um, I'll show it because it was really nice. I was like looking at it. Oh, it's really bright. Yeah, hold, hold so, it up close because that that way it'll oh yeah it'll saturate. So I do like the eyeball. The eyeball is really cool too. The eyeball is really cool. That's really fast. So you're just mousing over and it's, and it's yeah, gone. it instantly updates. What's it's colorful? Incredibly fast. Ooh, nice. What's what? Oh, so that, yeah, the one you were looking at. What about oh, fire? Yeah. yeah, fire. Oh, that's fire a nice animations. One. Yeah, right. It's really quick. Yeah, that's cool. And like even movement animations are quick. Does it suck? Oh, Robo Man. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad that we got the like, pull request in. Untitled, not 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 yeah. not, not, not other thing. Public consumption, but yeah. yeah, like this works really well. I'm surprised at how well it works. Um, because it works for the Matrix Portal M4, we added in some nice things like we can use this instead of if you don't have a Matrix Portal. Whoa, this is so bright. <laughs> if you don't have um. A matrix portal, you can use like the feather wing for the matrix, uh, for yeah. the RGB matrices that we sell and add in your pinout. And we'll probably do a guide on this. We'll release a UF2 for the matrix portal and probably some other things. Like I just installed this the UF2. I dragged it straight onto my board. I opened up windows and I connected. It was really nice. And right. when this is ready, we'll publish a guide. Awesome. Good work and like good demo because it like you just mouse over and it instantly transfers. It is one of the cool. things I really liked about it was like, oh my god, like you don't ex usually you're like I click and select and download, but it's, then you mouse so over fast. it and it just like pushes the yeah. data. Yeah, Impressive. it's really right. nice. Thanks so much, Brett. All right. See you. Thanks, okay, Brett. next up, uh, Melissa. How you doing, Melissa? Hi. Uh, I have a um, little demo on this mag tag that I have. And it uh, is running Bitcoin on here. So it's displaying an image along with some text. It's fetching up the internet and it's automatically updating. I have it updating once a minute and it is using a MagTag library that I wrote. Yay, good work on that MagTag library. And, and if you own any Bitcoins, congratulations, because they like went up a lot, 17,000. Yeah, oh, I mean, when we were doing the uh, Matrix portal stuff, they were right around 10,000 and now it's close to seven. Like how we, you can see like Bitcoin rise 18, through, our, actually. Our, through our projects, we can see the uh, yeah. the history of Bitcoin. Yeah, so it's pretty amazing. Awesome. All right, well, it looks All great. Right. Oh, wait. Okay, well, it's either going to be like 17,000 plus or like zero. <laughs> That's how it is with Bitcoin. Right. All right, thanks so much, Alyssa. Thanks. Thanks, Alyssa. Okay, next up, Jepler, what you going? Hi. Oops. Yep. Time for another MagTag project. Tonight? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's yeah. So um, recently, I was fixing a couple of problems in the ESP32 S2, and one was with Spy. And while I was doing that, I just set up this demo that I call Dueling Sensors. I've got a SI7021 and an AHT20, and they both read close to the same temperature, but really not quite. So. Uh, I've also cranked up the refresh rate here on the uh, e-ink, so when I put my finger on the sensor, we see it come up in uh, temperature pretty quickly. So anyway, just uh, showing off that 
the I squared C is working and yeah. it's really easy to write. Um, I just used a display label for this rather than going through the bang tag library because I didn't have to learn anything new. You, yeah. you built a physical version of hot or not for human hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you could uh, yeah, we're you kind of, uh, or well, you and your sweetie both put a finger on the sensor and if the temperature is different, then it's not meant to be. Yeah. You could have like hot fights who's, whose hands hotter. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks so much, Jeff. See you later. All right. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Next up, Paint and Dragon. We're going to roll here. Hey, uh, boy, we are all mag-tagging, aren't we? Yep, that's right. We all got ours in the mail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, I have uh, the, the uh, transit uh, times uh, working on the mag-tag now uh, using the next bus service. So it go, goes, pulls the server, gets some, some times for certain buses, and shows you uh, in minutes uh, when those will be arriving. And it uh, updates the screen about once a minute. And uh, not much to say about it other than I just, I wanted to put everything on the screen instead of having to fiddle around with buttons because that's just what you want with next bus. When's the bus? You know, you don't want to press buttons. Yeah. And um, anyway, all the fonts we had were kind of chonky. So I, I uh, we had one of our guides explained how to, how to use the, um, oh, there was some font tool for generating BDF fonts, which CircuitPython can use. So uh, I converted the impact font because it's a very scrunchy font and I'm able to fit all this information on the display at once. Okay, looks great. Cool. All right, downtown, 17 minutes. Yep. All right. If you're going downtown, which nobody is, everyone's staying home. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much, Phil. Thanks for being nice. Nice look. Uh, we're going to keep doing in. more MagTech projects. I see some in the preview here. Uh, Liz. Liz, I think Liz, you have a project that looks like it's a MagTech project. Yes. Uh, All right. um, wow. So I just wanted to get playing with the library real quick. Um, so I made a simple little demo where um, you press the buttons that goes through different um, arrays of text. So the two side buttons here yeah. do different hot greetings. And then the middle buttons um, will say different. Um, Hi. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, Works so. as a good name tag. You know, this right, is yeah. <laughs> yeah, so just a little simple thing. Uh, so I love how fonts look on e-ink displays. It's really, it's always kind yeah. of shocking because you're so not used to having, you know, beautiful looking fonts on displays like that. Yeah, I grabbed the Helvetica font from the clock example um, and was using that. That's so really, it's really sharp. Uh, so big shout out to Melissa for the work on this library. So really okay. easy to get going. All right. All right. Well, peace out. <laughs> yes, peace. <laughs> okay. Next up, we're going to go to Seth and then Tinkering Tech and then Tim, and then we'll wrap up with Mark. Seth. Hey, Seth. Take it away. Hey, everybody. So, uh, <clears throat> a couple hey. uh, back when the cutie pie came out, I, uh, I had seen some people were curious about battery charging for it. So, I, I threw together a little uh, battery charging board that uh, so right now it's charging, you can see, but um, cool. you know, once you t take it out, you know, you can now run your little cutie pie on battery charging and it maintains the, the pin out for it. So you can still plug it into your breadboard or um, whatever else you oh, need. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was a, a fun little project to, uh, you know, to sort of try to keep the form factor and, and, uh, make something cool that people could use. So yeah. Nice. And so we're selling, I'm selling these on my uh, shop right now. Um, and pretty popular so far. 
and uh, you know, big inspiration for you guys because I really love the cutie pie and I made something I can use and something that everybody else can use. Yeah, a lot of things that we make are tools for ourselves that then people end up liking. Um, please post a link in the um, the chats. And uh, if you remember, email me, ptdatafruit.com. I'll get the uh, product in one of our newsletters or blog posts or whatever, too. Sounds good. And All right. yeah, once these ones are gone, I'm going to make them even better for the next round, too. So. OK. Yeah, we do the same thing. Iteration. <laughs> Thanks so much, Seth. Right, nice work, Seth. All right. Next up, we're going to go to Tinkering Tech. Take yeah. it away. Hey, guys. How's it going? So I don't have an electronics project, but I want to show you guys something that changed my life. And it's uh, it's it's these books uh, that I learned electronics on. So I grew up in a small island nation called Fiji in the South Pacific. Uh, so this is in the early 90s, and there weren't any uh, electronic books or any Adafruit-like companies who were selling electronic kits. Uh, but one day I went to a buddy's house, and he actually had these books. I'm like, what is this? And he's like, oh, these are electronics, and you can actually you know make stuff. I'm like, whoa, what is all this? So... This is my first exposure to electronics, and it actually, uh, it, they're actually kits that come in these little packets that you can put together. And uh, they have these little breadboards that you essentially screw yeah. on wires and components to. Uh, that's before these things came along, right? Where you can yeah. actually put in the breadboard stuff. So, um, so anyway, I've got a bunch of these and you know built them. And then uh, the, the part two of that is when you actually start soldering. So I actually learned how to solder on these uh, in this book. Uh, where you can build stuff like a pocket transistor radio, a mosquito repeller, you know, they, and the kits actually come with the PCB, just like, you know, what Adafruit does, like an Adabox yeah. or what you guys did when you first started your company, right? You had kits. Uh, yeah. So it walks you through instructions on how to put it together. And it also, you know, walks through some theory and things so that you can yeah, actually- The look. graphic design on these are amazing. This is yeah. This was an Australian company, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's correct. So Dick Smith Electronics yeah. uh, is the next. So they, they've gone out of business, I think. But they uh, Dick Smith himself uh, was the one who created these kits. And look at this, a beer-powered radio. Doesn't that sound like a good time, right? Yeah. <laughs> His face is there. And he's like, I'm having a good time. I wrote about these, I wrote about these at Make when I was exploring, like, you know, maker history. Because this there's a cycle that seems to happen where people do a lot of electronics, a lot of DIY, and then consumerism kind of comes in and then it then it the pendulum switch shifts again yep. um, but it's like definitely one of the pioneering ones now are these the original ones you have or did you read yes, these are originals i've had yeah. these for 25 years or something I've, yeah. i mean i've used so much of my life but these have always been with me like these are my like like i said these changed my life like i became yeah. an electrical engineer because of these and today there's an adafruit that you know kids have access to with tons of these guides right like all online like back in the 90s like you know, there was no internet or anything, and I depended on these books to learn electronics. And uh, it's 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 amazing the progression of DIY electronics. It's you, you, know, you do better than me. I had I had those books, and I never I could never learn from them. I know, like, <laughs> I, I really, I couldn't. I couldn't. I was I was so confused. I was like, I don't understand what a schematic is. Yeah. Like the most basic stuff, I didn't get it. So that's why that's why I'm doing Adafruit. It's a different way of doing it. Yeah. Now, I mean, just watching a video, just and and the whole concept of how people learn was never understood then. Now, like kids learn through video better. I, I learn through video a lot better now. I mean, yeah. I always did. Just never realized. But I really didn't have a choice. Like this is this is it for me, you know. So cool. Oh, thank you for sharing. Yeah, no worries. I was excited to share about this. Even awesome. though, yeah, I got a metro. I'm working on this. I got this working actually with the the new Internet Connect uh, updated guide. So been doing some projects. I'm gonna check out the new Edward IO as well. Yeah, uh, yes, give, give it's, shot, it's beta, so. but it's slowly coming down. Um, one thing to check out, see if archive.org has scans of those books. And if they don't, oh. you might want to scan them in later and get, get them up there. So 
I don't mind at all. Yes. Yeah, future yes. generations might want to check these out. Like, how did we get here? Yeah. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank so you. Bye. All right. We're going to go to Tim and then wrap up with Mark. If you can keep it to like a minute, we can get to everybody. Take it away, Tim. Yeah. Hey. Um, Hi. I'm going to be quick. I made a. Yeah, you made a cool carrier board. Carrier board. Yeah. The Raspberry Pi or CM uh, Compute Module 4. How did you get um, one? I don't even have one. <laughs> I try to look at which modules they're going to make first and then order that from Fronel, which uh, I think is the source that gets them first. Yeah. Yeah. I got lucky. I got really got lucky. Um, it got HMI, uh, HMI, USB A, USB C for power and uh, micro SD slot for yeah, powering. It looks cool. And I milled this. Um, just. Show I'm impressed that you were able to mill something so fun. Being able to make something that has like HDMI output is amazing. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And my, my, the reason why I wanted to make this, like I have no functional use for this right now, but um, not that long ago, like a couple of years ago, I was personally afraid of like doing these things with these high speed signals like HDMI and all that stuff. Like the more I read into this, the more I was like, oh shit, that is really like, scary and like hard to do. And um, I just wanted to show like with something like a milled PCB, that is like the worst case for like high speed signals. Like yeah. it's a single layer. There There's no ground plane or anything. Like okay, okay, added this copper tape to USB because I didn't realize USB is disabled by default, and that was the issue. Um, but like you, you know, HDMI works just fine. And I just wanted to show like this is not as hard as it seems, and anyone can do this not and try it out. Cool. All right. Well, thanks. Yeah. I saw. I think Hackster wrote it up today too. I saw there was yeah. an art, article making the rounds. Thanks for um, showing folks it's possible, and don't be scared. That's cool. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. To wrap up all our eing projects, Mark, take it away. Sure. Well, I got my May tag last week, and it's now uh, sitting on my fridge. And I updated my previous weather monitor that was pulling from Adafruit I/O to run on the Meg tag. Now, since it's on my fridge, I will just quickly walk over. Uh, but one thing I discovered is that it doesn't take a lot of work to wake up from deep sleep, but with one of the buttons. Mm -hmm. uh, so now, not only can you save power, but it's just uh, you can wake it up when you need to wake it up. Mm -hmm. It's just not on a timer. Uh, yeah, so it's working great. Um, I haven't had a chance to see how the power will uh, measure up compared to the other one above. But with additional screen space and everything, I'm just waiting to, to really get it into CircuitPython to take more advantage of being able to load it up by pressing buttons. Uh, even with the light sensor on it now, if it's dark, it's not going to refresh. Yeah. Saving just that little extra bit of power. And then you can just leave it up there running. Awesome. All right, excellent work. I like that you're carrying forward a project that you did before and now in a new form factor. Yeah, uh, and it took me a few hours, mostly uh, fighting with ESP32 on Arduino, um, which has been interesting. It's, it's beta, but it, it, it's getting better, believe me. Yeah. <laughs> Every day they're fixing more issues, so. so yeah, it, it was just, yeah, there's lots of little gotchas, but yeah. uh, next up is to try moving this all over to CircuitPython and see how that works. Okay, good luck. All right, thanks so much, Mark. All right, thanks everybody. Finish us some time. Yeah.
we'll see everybody next week, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, um, including next week. It's holiday-ish time. We'll be here. Thanks for sharing and showing your projects. Like I said in the beginning of the show, everybody makes something. Everybody shares something. This is something we've done Come for 10-plus years. And uh, keep making stuff and publishing. And don't be afraid to make that crazy carrier board for a Raspberry Pi module. And <laughs> don't be I afraid. I guess Sean's like, did you hand solder that connector? Sean knows that connector very, very well. All right. So we'll see everybody on Ask an Engineer in like one minute. The ghost of Edison will haunt you.